All right, Brannon. How do I feel empowered as a woman with my sexuality after betrayal? We're so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive in your relationship. Guys, welcome to The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert, a Beyond Enough production. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. And he's definitely an expert. You've been working to help couples with their extreme challenges for like 15 years, right? Yeah, a long time. And I'm glad that I'm here with you guys sharing your vulnerable story. And I hope that it helps our listeners as well. Absolutely. And if you need some help getting started, we have a free resource over at beyond-enough.com forward slash step one. And that's one, the number. It provides the first key steps to healing your relationship, regardless of how tough things are right now. All right, guys, let's roll. It's a great question. Before we get to the question, uh, let's do our quick review here. So it says, I can't even begin to describe what light this podcast brought to my marriage. It helped my husband so much and myself so much. And then together we grew we, and we learned things early on in our marriage so we could learn them now. Why wait to get help and guidance? It's hard either way. My husband and I are so grateful for these three people. Well, thank you. It's hard either way is very true. And you don't <laughs> feel it until you step into it and you're like, oh, why did we wait? <laughs> yeah. My marriage is easy though. Like there's no problems. Just, just walk in the park, Ashlyn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just so alone in that. No, <laughs> no, we know. Uh, yeah. We know. Zoom out and everyone has to work on connection and all the things, right? Absolutely. So, okay, your question, Ashlyn. So you're telling me that women are actually sexual? We are. What we do you know? And, and the hard part is, I think when we've been hurt like this, it kinda, we want to turn it off. We, it hurts. It brought us pain. I would say, <laughs> Ashlyn, I would say that even before a woman is betrayed, many women yeah. are already confused and like turning their sexuality off, having a hard time empowering themselves sexually. Um, it, there's a lot of weird messages from, from church, from, from media, from, about what a woman should be sexually. Um, a lot of mixed messages. And I think a lot of women are very um, confused about how to be a healthy sexual being as a woman. And then all of a sudden you throw betrayal on top of that and it throws this wrench into it all. And it's just really difficult and really confusing. Yes. And I would say I, I knew before I knew there was betrayal, I knew that I maybe wasn't showing up fully in my sexuality but it, it didn't push me to do anything or change anything. It made me feel more broken, ashamed, naive. Um, you mean the betrayal didn't? It, no, like just not being able to fully show up in my sexuality in general. Oh, I gotcha. Like I, I knew I wasn't, but I didn't, I didn't know as much as I know now to really say, this is why I cannot yes. show up the way I want to. It just was like, I know something's off, but I, I don't know. Did Ashlyn, did, did you struggle with um, good girl syndrome? I did. It's totally so did. common. Uh -huh. So common. Can you, will you explain what that is? Um, well, 
and for me, good girl syndrome shows up in many areas of life, but it definitely shows up in our sexuality as women and, and even men, you know, yeah. on both sides. And, um, for me, it was, you know, good girls do this over here and a bad girl would do this. So I can't, yeah. I can't be this over here. Even if maybe my sexual template sees this and is like, Hmm, maybe that is me because I've been, whether it's, I think most of them were actual words telling me like, this is what a good girl does. This is what right. a good girl wears. This is what a good girl says. Um, all yes. these different things. I think they really were told they were messages that weren't covert and underlying. They were told. They were pretty, pretty direct. Yes. yes. On top of the covert stuff. Yes. Um, and so, so then you're left with this, like sex is naughty. It's bad. It's perverse. It's like all these things. So you're supposed to just like want to have sex just with your husband in you know one position and and you know he'll enjoy it and it'll be over with and that's what sex becomes yeah well yeah and think of the movies okay you there's it's there's very little reality there because it happens and it's perfect and they climax at the same time and then there's they just lay there and everything's great and they just get up and go on with their day and it's like right the reality is it doesn't look like that doesn't show up like that for most well the, the interesting thing about a movie ashton is uh, you know, a sex scene in a movie is is the act of having sex, and so it's the physical. But but for for a woman, you know, for men, masculinity is much more results driven. It's like, yeah, let's orgasm, let's let's do this. For women, it's you know, to climax, to get to that place, um, it's it's so much more about experience, and so you know, a sex scene in a movie should be like the whole day where like the husband like gets up and does dishes, you know, <laughs> like, or, or like there's yeah. emotional connection or there's, mm -hmm. there's all this other stuff going on. Um, but in the movies, you're taught that, hey, you should just kind of get off easy mm -hmm. and, and orgasm, no problem, smile at each other and on with your life. And that's yeah. not how it, how it really works. And then let's throw in, so that's just basic media, throw in pornography and that even skews it even more of, for me, it was even before I was like, pornography was in our life as it's this blah thing that's kind of affecting us. It was just, I'm not going to be that girl and I'm yes. not, I don't do what that girl does or, you know, all these different things that it's definitely not the norm. Right. Yes. And so I felt very, I don't remember the words that Kobe would use. Um, but I just felt like something was wrong with me and nothing was wrong with him. Yes. But, uh, but, and let make no mistake about it. Pornography for the most part is designed for male consumption so it's designed for male sexuality and male arousal and male addiction. So it's it's crazy, you know, a woman whose husband starts consuming a ton of pornography, you know, when, when she thinks, how do I live up to that? Or, mm -hmm. you know, pornography's stupid in so many ways because it's like women acting like they're just enjoying everything. And, and, and it's, the reality is, is it's not real sexuality. It's not reality. Um, and so for a partner whose husband is addicted to pornography, 
you really feel like, how do I fit in here? What, mm -hmm. what, like, where does my sexuality fit into this world of, of easy orgasm and, and, you know, sex all the time. That's, yeah. it's not, it's not. And so it's just so confusing. Um, you know, and then on top of it, Ashton, so, you know, your, your partner's viewing pornography, you're feeling shame, you're feeling like you'll never live up to it. Um, and then, um, and I just have to bring this one up because it's so common, messages from, from church about sexuality um, for a woman. I mean, when you think about what messages you got about sexuality from church, what, what were they? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a Christian religious environment and it was, um, one, sex before marriage is, is not God's way. And if you do it, you're kind of broken um, mm -hmm. and less desirable. Um, right. What I wear mattered because it affected what men were thinking about me or doing, which... So be modest. Yes. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, it's like the head of household, the man is patriarchal. Yes. Like pleasure is always for them. And I never really realized it's for us too, right. which sounds so dumb, but I had to be told that I had to really, um, it's the, I didn't know what I didn't know. So I didn't know I was really, I was thinking those things that Kobe's pleasure was more important than mine until someone said women's pleasure is just as important. And, right. And that Ground, groundbreaking, huh? Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. I, I just think that some of those messages through church are fairly subtle, mm -hmm. but things like the way modesty is taught is kind of, is kind of teaching. And I'm not saying modesty is a bad thing, but it does send this message of if you feel sexy and you feel beautiful wearing something, you could be sinning. Um, that, that could be a big problem. And you're actually to blame some for a man who may be lusting after you. Mm -hmm. And so you better, you know, watch yourself and, you know, so, okay, we're talking about all these things. We're talking about messages from religion, good girl syndrome, spouses who are acting out with pornography. Um, and sexually, like with other, you and know, sexually with other people. Yes. Comparison. And so, Okay. So with all of this stuff, Ashlyn, I'm going to ask you like the magic question and we, we can talk about it. How does a woman actually be healthy sexually? And, and what does that even look like? What, you know, what is a healthy sexual woman who's married or not married, but just a healthy, sexual, empowered woman? What mm -hmm. does that look like? Um, for me, it, it was being able to honor myself and honor my partner in the moment. So that meant if I felt triggered or if I didn't feel safe, my partner knows. Um, it's not something that I'm holding within and then feeling resentment and scared after. Um, I need to feel safe. Yes. Okay? I love, I love that. Um, being able to talk about <laughs> Sex is off limits for a lot of people, right? It's a hard conversation to have, but learning saying and saying, Hey, we should talk about this before we're in the bedroom and, and talk about these things. Um, the book come as you are, I've talked about it before. It's not a recovery book. 
Okay. This is just an educational, lots of therapy talk in there for women, but also men. And it's a really beautiful book because it walks you through some worksheets asking you, what do you like? What do you not like? What is your history? You know, your sexual history right. and what things were really connecting and which things turned you way off and they weren't connecting. Right. Um, asking myself questions like that and really stepping into it felt empowering as, mm -hmm. as, you know, kind of scary to start to look at those things, but also to, to own it and say, yes. look at me, I'm stepping into this work. I feel very safe in my relationship and I can move forward. Um, I can't tell you how many women who have been in my groups or even on social media that I haven't even worked with who say that when they start to just lean in as scary as it is and start to just own it rather than I'm hurt and this thing hurt me. And so I don't want to, it's too scary. When we actually lean in, it's less scary and more mm -hmm. empowering to say, my gosh, I'm learning all these things about me, about my own boundaries, my own values, my sexual template. I'm asking questions to my partner and to myself that to me is healthy sexuality. We can have a conversation. I know who I am. I I'm not ashamed of what turns me off and what turns me on. I feel safe sharing those things. Man, Ashton preach, go on. This is awesome. <laughs> um, I, okay. Here's a question for you. Can you be a healthy, um, woman sexually if your partner's very unhealthy? Hmm. I think that's a good question. And I think, um, I would say yes ish. Um, because I do think having a partner, one of the biggest parts of healthy sexuality is that you have connection with your partner. Yeah. And one of those things is a healthy sex life. Um, yeah. I don't think we can separate that <laughs> se good sex happens between two, not one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, good sex happens between two, not one. But I do think I, I, I like your word yes-ish because um, <laughs> um, I, I do think that there's a lot of work to be done on yourself yes. um, inter with your own individual sexuality that has nothing to do with the partner, totally. first and foremost. So I feel like when I started to step into the work, that's exactly what happened is I said, hey, you know, I'm doing my work. Okay. So stop mm -hmm. pressuring me to do my work <laughs> so that you can have more sex. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, who knew? Um, right. so it's not that I shut off. I was still able to share what I was working through and dealing with, and we're still staying connected. Um, but for me to really step into my own work is very individual. It didn't yes. include a partner. And yes. so, um, that's why I say yes ish. <laughs> yes. Well, sexuality is very individual. Um, my sexuality is different than everybody else's on this planet. And for me to know who I am, to know, to understand myself, to fully realize who I am, that's, that's all part of my sexuality. And my arousal template is unique to me and I can judge it. I can shame myself for it. I can reject myself because I have it, or I can understand it. I can mm -hmm. embrace it. I can, and, and, but, but to do those things. I think our first automatic response is judge your sexuality and shut it down, subdue it, right? Yes. Um, which and is your opposite, <laughs> and your partners too, which is the opposite of what we're talking about. Yes. I, I really appreciate uh, Jennifer Finlayson Five, and 
Um, just for those of you who haven't listened to those episodes with her, um, she's, she's pretty amazing. And, but just to take a step back and to realize what she's doing is really fascinating. So she works, her, her platform is that she's an expert sex therapist. She, she understands sexuality really, really well. Um, but she, she, her platform is kind of built on um, sexuality for the LDS woman. So for the highly religious woman. Um, and she basically, through her expertise and, and what she says, she basically says, hey, women, you actually have permission mm-hmm. to be sexual beings and to enjoy and embrace your sexuality. And it's this like novel thing. It's all, all these women are like, oh my gosh, I love you. <laughs> like, you're so amazing, <laughs> you know? But it, just because she's giving them a little bit of permission, you know, that's yeah. all it's taking is from an expert to say, and I think it helps that she's a woman to say, it's okay. It is okay to be you. It's okay to explore who you are, to understand yourself, to understand your beliefs and your feelings about sexuality and, and how you've been kind of conditioned and, mm-hmm. and what you really like and what you really don't like. So, yes. And it is so silly, but yes, she was the first resource that I used. I took her online courses and stepped into that. And I remember thinking like, it's kind of sad that I need this woman to tell me some of these things, but the truth is I did. And I took her courses twice. And then I was like, okay, Kobe, go take her courses. So you can kind of understand where my head is at and where it's been and the work that I'm really doing to try to undo some of these narratives that I brought into the marriage. And, um, but what's interesting, Ashton is like, if sex has been a source of shame and pain and, Mm -hmm. and struggle, it's hard to read a book like come as you are. And it's hard to go take courses like Finlayson fives, because it's like those books are trying to empower sexuality and, and get you to express sexuality. And, and so it can be really triggering. It can be really like, ugh. Brandon, do you remember when I started her course, I was like, oh no, I know that there's a lot of women who go to her before they heal their betrayal and their fractures of trust in their marriage. And I thought it's going to be so triggering if they're listening to these things and, you know, working on the healthy sexuality before they work on, on this. And so I even had triggering moments. Yes, I do remember recovering. And I'm like, Brandon, help me have eyes to see this, you know? Um, yes. and, and I fought it. I did not want to step in much to my work. I've said it before. I waited, I think too long. I do have some regret in that, um, because I was pushed. I was just, this is for the, the, the partners listening. I very much felt bullied into yes. this is your fault and your problem. No, not that Kobe wasn't owning. He always is great at ownership of this is what happened. Right. But I can't tell you how many women that I work with who say, who use that word, I feel bullied sexually. Oh my gosh. Um, I hear it all the time. Yes. So if you can hold space, take off the brakes, you know, put on the brakes and just let them do their work, empower those, those women to step into their own sexuality, do whatever you need to do to help them feel safe in doing that. Well, I think you bring up a a really important uh, thing, which is you know, as a partner, as, as, a, as, as the man, if you want your wife or a woman to be empowered sexually, one of the, one of the things that, that kills it, that just kind of gets in the way of, 
of her being open and wanting to be vulnerable and wanting to do her own work is pressure. Mm -hmm. And, but it puts you in this weird spot of like, well, I want, I want us to be healthier sexually. So please, here's this book, read it, or take this course, or figure this out, because I want to have sex tonight. Well, uh, that doesn't work. What, what does work is to back off, have some patience, and do your own work in terms of um, knowing how to really create safety with your wife, um, knowing how to be a partner who's con emotionally connected mm -hmm. and empathetic, who can create understanding and and real just love in the relationship. And if you're that partner, your wife is more likely to want, she's going to be like, dang it, I want to have sex, but I, I don't because mm -hmm. I have all these issues. So I'm going to go figure myself out because my husband is so freaking amazing. So yeah. you're more likely to have it work that way than to like put the pressure on because you need something in a selfish way. Yeah. So, and I'm that like, dig my feet in. If someone tells me I need to do something, it's a huge trigger for me. Like do the don't opposite. Tell, don't tell me what to do. I'm right. doing what I'm doing. And so, I mean, I own that part, but if that's something, if you're feeling like what Brandon just said of, Oh, it, I feel pressured. I feel resistance, but I'm also feeling like this desire to have something different Sit in that figure yes. out what the next step is for you. Because those that's ourself saying, hey, there's work to do here. And as much as I hate hearing those uh, cues from our body of there's more work to do here, you're feeling triggered. It's that's the part of being human. We are meant to grow and shift and to learn. And I continue to learn. I do these. Um, I mean, it's silly. I facilitate a sex Q&A on my Mama Bear Fitness. I still learn something every single month because people are willing to be vulnerable. They're willing to ask questions yeah. and to answer things. I'm like, wow, I had no idea. And I've read a lot of books and done a lot of work on my sexuality and it, there's still just more to learn. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's, it's like our spirituality and, and, you know, I think I'll be, I'll be progressing and learning spiritually for the rest of my life yes. and I will sexually as well. So, um, I want to, I want to just say something that I think is important to say if you're, I'll say it this way, if you're giving your partner sex every day, um, it doesn't mean that you're empowered and healthy sexually. Mm -hmm. um, if, uh, so what, and the reason I bring that up is I hear all the time from, from women when I, when, I, when I meet with women and they say, I've lost a lot of weight, I'm in really good mm -hmm. shape, and I, I, I am, like I try to be the best that I can be in the bedroom so that he doesn't act out. Um, so they're having sex all the time and they're trying to be good enough and they're trying to, you know, like, but, but what's, I mean, do you hear what's broken there, Ashlyn? Yeah. Yeah. That they're has not nothing to do with her sexuality. Right. Well, and I think that goes to the cliche that I used to even say of like, Oh, well your partner cheated or your partner is looking at porn because you don't have you're not good sexually or whatever. Yeah, it's, a, it's, not, it's never the case. No, ever. no, no, no. And you can ask any guy in recovery and they're going to agree with that. Um, yes. So um, I did have a question come up. Um, I have it probably regularly, but it's the whole idea of can sex really be as good as you make it sound after betrayal? And mm. um, 
I answered, you know, like, of course it can be. If you do the work first to heal the wounds, right? And to learn how to communicate, to be vulnerable and step into doing your own individual sexual work. And, and I say both because it's not just the betrayed work to do. It's not just the woman's work to do. Um, but I wanted to share, I had so many responses of women who'd been betrayed, who said, I agree. Like there's my life, my sex life is so much better and different than it ever was before I was betrayed. Um, I think we grieve part of the grief of after betrayal is like, well, I had this perfect life and I had all these things were so great and we all have that. And then when we really start living a different life, we go, it was good, but this is actually really better. Right. (laughs) And and so here's, here's just a couple. Um, Our sex life is so much better than before. We talk about it openly now and the vulnerability we have with one another is totally possible. Um, after betrayal, it's such better sex, lots of tools we gain through therapy, therapy books, and just talking. Um, we found a healthier sex life, which means it's way better. So, Um, so Ashton, hang on here. So you're telling me that's a real example. Yes. These are, (laughs) I didn't leave anyone's name on them, but I had so many, I only shared two, but the thing that I I mean is like, I think a lot of people will be sitting there when they're in the, the pains of betrayal. Mm-hmm. And they're in that place that we talked about earlier of just the confusion with sexuality and be thinking, really, is it possible? That mm-hmm. is a real life example that Ashton just shared. We didn't make that up. We didn't write no. it up ourselves. That is a real life example there. Yeah. And this one, my sex life is 1000% better after betrayal, which it you don't read about that anywhere, right? You yes. just hear, you know, get it's not going to be ever the same. Kobe used to say, I have to grieve that my sex life will never be what I want it to be. And then to hear them like, oh, it's everything. It, to see these women who are actually doing the work yes. and say, it's better. I Trust me, I promise. It's not me saying it. These are right. women who are, who are actually doing the work. Some of these women I know have done Beyond Betrayal. And uh, mm. if you've gotten Beyond Betrayal, you know, we walk you through from the first um, what module, what did we call those? I don't know. Mm-hmm. The first section. Uh, we, we start helping you deal with those sexual values, boundaries, those things, because as much as you don't want to think about it and talk about it, you have to. Yes. We, uh, we did not shy away, Ashlyn. Well, I think both you and I um, definitely agree that a woman being empowered sexually is an important part of her recovery. Yes. Um, and, and you'd think like, what, what does that have to do with recovery? Like I'm good. Like he's got the sexual issues. I'm, but the reality is, is when you're empowered sexually, um, you're empowered in other ways as well. You feel more Mm -hmm. confident, you feel more grounded, you feel more spiritual. And when I meet with, with people and they're talking about their broken sex lives uh, or just their, their kind of mediocre relationships, and I think you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You don't like, you don't know what, what it feels like to make love, to, to, to like really, really embrace sexuality together and to the, the, the levels of intimacy that you can actually reach. And sometimes the pains of betrayal and sex addiction help a couple learn the vulnerability to get to those places. And when they get there, they realize, 
oh my gosh, for the 15 years that we've been married, we've been missing out on this because, yes. oh my goodness, it's so good now. Yeah, there was a lot of wasted time for for many of us, I would guess. Yes. It's exactly what you're saying. And I want to point out something that, that you were kind of saying, Brandon, is that self-betrayal. None of the responses of saying our sex life is better now from these women's included, I lost weight. I started, I got surgery. Like I did all these different things. They didn't talk about that because you don't have to do those things in order to have a healthy sex life. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. I'm so glad that you, you said that Ashlyn, because, um, yeah, being a healthy woman sexually does not mean trying to prove yourself. Our whole platform is beyond enough. We believe you're beyond enough as you are today. And as you are today, you're a sexual being, you're an attractive being, and you, you can be healthy sexually. Yes. Um, can I just share something that's kind of on the same realm? Um, that whole idea of uh, like accepting the beyond enough right now, where I'm at as is. Um, I was with a friend who I grew up with in, you know, so 20, 30 years ago. And we were talking about growing up and I said, um, I never thought I was beautiful, never, ever. Mm. And it's not that I sat around thinking I'm so ugly. It's that I, I never felt I always had really beautiful friends and they were my beautiful friends and they were the ones who were, who were chosen. And I kind of believed that till I was like thirties, which is pretty sad. Um, and my mom had no idea when I tell her those things, she's like, I wish I would have known I would have helped you find that self love. But the truth is I couldn't accept any sort of love or compliments until I would give it to myself and believe it myself And to really, that's part of this empowered sexuality is to love yourself inside and out where we are at. I lived so long just pushing myself down. No one was even doing it to me. Yes. Yes. When you bring that up, that is the beginnings of of healthy sexuality is is to see how beautiful you are and to feel beautiful and to understand your, your beauty. And so... I love that, Ashlyn. Um, tell your 30s. Look how long no, that, that spike sad? narrative, that shame just yes. shut you down. Yeah. And my friend was like, what? I never saw you like that. I thought you were confident. I thought, so did I. Yeah, <laughs> like- and they were probably all feeling the same way, you know, <laughs> all of your beautiful friends. Yes, totally. So, yeah. So step into it. Lean in. Lean in. If you're feeling the, I don't love myself. I don't. I don't know if I ever will. That hopelessness, lean in. Well, and I do want to say, uh, Ashton brought this up, in Beyond Betrayal, we give you specific activities. We walk you through specific things that help you reclaim your sexuality after betrayal. So um, we're having a promotion, right? Beyond Betrayal? Yes, we are. And I'm glad you remembered. Um, it's uh, We'll put the link in the podcast, but it's beyondenough.com slash beyondbetrayal. And the discount will be um, 30% off. We're opening it back up. We kind of closed it off so that we could get people through the program and we're opening it up. So it's been closed for a while. So I know a lot of you have been waiting and it's, it's a program designed just for women and just for them to find their own healing, to walk their own path. It's not a partner related program. It is 100% 
work on. So it's for divorced women, married Uh women. It's for women to heal from betrayal and it's powerful and it's awesome. And we're really proud of what we, what we did with it. Oh yes. I loved that program. And I think we even had gals who said they'd been out of relationships for years who did the program. So it's like still there. I might as well work on it. So it's a great program. And so go check it out and grab that 30% discount. Awesome. You guys, thank you for listening. We hope this was helpful. Um, go empower yourselves, go be sexual and, uh, Please rate and review the podcast. Don't forget to do that. And we'll talk to you next week. We'll see ya. Thank you.